big show today, ladies and gentlemen. It's all kicking off. There's rugby league everywhere. And I thought I would take the opportunity to start this episode off by chatting to one of the stalwarts of rugby league broadcasting here in Australia. He's dialing into us now. Are you there, Raps? Thanks very much. It's a pleasure to be here. You must be glad that the footy's back. Oh, look, it's lovely to get back into rugby league. You're in semi-retirement these days, Rabs. Are you enjoying, you know, taking it easy? Look, I tell you what, I'm not that happy to be coming out. I mean, I was I was quite happy uh, snugged up on the lounge. Right. Uh, didn't feel a great need to go to uh, football grounds in the cold and the rain for another season, but here I am. <laughs> What have you got for us this season? And have you got anything planned? Anything to look out for? Well, I'll tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to uh, just make sure I'll go back to a few of my favourite phrases. I don't think I uh, used, uh, I'll tell a man he can very much last season. So I want to make sure that gets a good run. Well, I can speak for all the fans and saying we, we have been missing that. I, I hope we get to hear it. Yeah, we used to say "cheer it up." I don't know why we. I don't know why I don't say "cheer it yeah. up" anymore. Maybe because Fiatty's not round that much. Yeah. He used to always say "cheer it up." Yeah, you guys always said "turn it up," didn't you? It was uh, but you know what? What Fiats are like. Yeah, that's right. Well, you you know, these things come and go. I guess. Uh, are you going to try and bring that back with fellow commentators this year? I'll tell a man he can. Yeah, right. Okay, nice one. Right, so what is this? Is this a... It's a, a podcast. A podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a... Well, that's a, that's a radio show of some description, is it? Oh, yeah, I guess. It's like a radio show on the internet. The internet? Yeah. You've heard of the internet, surely, Rams, haven't you? Well, I don't know much about that. Oh, I can't uh, imagine why. You know... I prefer traditional media, but, uh, you know, all the best with it. I hope you go well. Well, thanks, Rabs, uh, and enjoy your calls this season. Right, I thanks very much. Bye, Rabs. Count it up. Hey, we're recording a podcast. That's a good way to start. Just go, hey, 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 you. Well, perhaps someone's forgotten what they're they're doing with their life. And they're like, (laughs) oh, all these voice in my ears. Yes, I'm listening to a podcast. That's right. Uh, Stu, I want to start with questions for you. I wanted to ask them before we said wait for the thing. Oh, shit. I want to talk origin. Hang on. Yeah. You're coming in hot just going, stop this craziness. Let's talk about sport early. Yeah. Well, there'll be plenty of time for craziness. I had more thoughts on Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Is that for later or? No, that's fair. Give me the Robin Hood thoughts. So, discuss. I was on a, uh, another podcast uh, uh, during the week or a little bit earlier than. You committed week. adultery. Uh, yeah, called Strange Times. You can check it out if you like. It's uh, a uh, British based uh, podcast. Um, just talking about weird stuff that happens during the week. Um, Would you say it's a romp? Yeah, it's just a lot of people swearing and crass jokes, really. The British often say things are a romp. Okay. Uh, 
but yeah, I uh, I brought up Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves again on that podcast just because you know I just it's at the front of my mind, and uh, one of the guys on there reminded me of a fact about that movie that um, at one point in post production, Kevin Costner like locked the director out of the editing room and and Kevin Costner was in there doing the editing or making like making the editing choices. work work is magic yeah what is what kind of operation is this where the the lead actor can push the director out and start making the cuts do you know who the director was Kevin something so they're both called Kevin yeah could it have been as simple as a Kevin mix up <laughs> yeah maybe but i don't know like uh, i the funny thing about that is that I I actually picture Kevin Costner in still his Robin Hood gear in the editing suite. He's a method. He, I, I believe he does stay in the gear till the edit's done. Yeah, yeah. just firing arrows back through the door when the uh, director tries to come in. Yeah, um, maybe it was as simple as the editor was facing the edit screen and had the you know everyone behind him and kept asking Kevin for advice, but Kevin Costner was replying. <laughs> And eventually, maybe the other... Maybe it was a misunderstanding. The Kevin director went to the bathroom. Was it Kevin Smith? No. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it would be Kevin Smith. No. That'd be a whole different kind of... Yeah. Involve a lot of standing out the front of a convenience store. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Robin Hood leaning against the wall with Little John. I like it. That sounds all right, actually. That's kind of funny. Um, yeah, okay. I feel like there, there are lots of those stories about previous movies where you know actors would do stuff like that or refuse to do stuff or things would happen but it doesn't seem to I, don't, I feel I don't hear those stories as much with modern movies I bloody love going in the did you knows on IMDB I, I a good spot in the world aren't they? I know what you mean yeah it's just great anyway sorry you were going to ask me about Steve Rogen were you well yeah I just after the weekend's rugby league I did what I happened to see uh, Mr. Trebojevic play out of his skin yes. and I thought fucking what position do we play him at do you give Teddy the boot? Well, not the boot, but like, do you maybe find a different spot for Teddy? Uh, it, it's it's funny that we're in this position where we've got Teddy, who is arguably best player in the world. A lot of people say so. Agreed. But you almost say, well, Turbo could could Turbo bump him? Yeah. Um, it's almost like like. You hope one of them gets injured just to make the choice easier. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So I listen to another sports podcast, a fantasy podcast, and they have a good way to um, say that because often in fantasy you're hoping if a player in front of them gets an injury, they'll do better. Yeah. But so a way that they now refer to this, and I think we should take this on and say, instead of if he gets an injury, if he wins a very big lottery and decides to never play football again. <laughs> do, you, if, do you reckon if... Uh a prominent NRL player won the lottery mid-season. Would they see the season out? Would like do it for the boys, kind of thing? I wonder how prominent you'd have to be, because like surely uh, any tiger, if they won the um, the lottery, would be gone. And would you feel guilty enough if you decide you didn't want to play? To, to top up some third-party payments for someone else to come and replace you? I was going to say the exact same thing. What are the legalities of one player paying another? <laughs> well, it's you know. Uh, Brown paper bag gear. There's nothing legal about. Well, what, it might not even have to be brown paper bag gear. Right. Could I? Could I offer? So, I play at the Tigers. Yeah. And we want Teddy. We can only pay as a club Teddy two hundred thousand dollars a year. But I'm a very rich lottery winning player. Can I say, don't worry, Teddy. I'll offer another million a year to you. Is that legal? Uh, 
that's just one man giving another man money. I suppose so, but you know, then there's tax things you have to worry about because you can only gift a certain amount in a certain period of time. Um, yeah, a lot of that might go in tax, for example, and then you know the player's not getting, or you're you're paying more than you actually wanted to. I, I, I honestly don't see why a player would do that other than guilt if they've let the boys down mid-season because they've you know jagged a powerball or something. I love the idea of one player paying the others due to guilt. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, other than you know, other than that, like what the what else? How else do we determine this? Is do you hope that one of them finds their way onto Madge's sacrifice table? I like that. That's good. Maybe that's what we should say from now on. Instead of I hope he gets an injury, to I hope he finds his way to the sacrifice table, the sacrificial altar of yeah. Madge. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Bounty Gate from the New Orleans Saints? Is it to do with the coconut chocolate or? Oh no, this was um, uh, also the Watergate Hotel, like. Did they think that eventually they would just be synonymous with scandal? Um, uh, it was about the, the the coach, who is a man who looks kind of like a um, like a slimmer version of Bruce Willis. He's got those cat bum lips kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but he offered the players $10,000 for injuring opposing players. What? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, and then and like had the envelopes ready and like a tally and stuff and was ready to play them. And then on the, and they got found out and it all came out, yeah, it's a shit car. Um we saw a shit car. Uh and um he only got a year suspension. <laughs> and it's like that's pretty disrepute game, right? Like But okay, that's what happened in the league, but didn't any other kind of external criminal charges come? No, apparently not, yeah. How is that possible? I know, right? It's what would the uh, like solic- solicitation for assault? Um, well, yeah, and just you know, uh, potentially robbing of livelihoods and so on that would ensue afterwards. But it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah concept the bounty gate happened, and now no one cares. Like he's back coaching, everyone loves him. It's fine. I like I like cheating in sports. I like the concept of it. I mean, I don't like people doing it, but I, I love... I'm intrigued by it. It's like uh, like listening to a true crime podcast. Like, yeah. I like to hear about cheating. What's the biggest cheating scandal that's not money-related, going away from that, that you can think of in, like, NRL or, 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 or something like that? Uh, well, before I answer that, are we going to get back to talking about what we do with Teddy and Tommy, or are we just left that now? Well, so before you were telling me that I was too straight and on board... <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this. I just don't know what you want answered and when. Okay, let's. Okay, we'll we'll um, we'll couch the the cheating. We'll go back to the turbo and 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 Teddy. Yeah. Um, and then we'll work from there. Okay. So, I didn't see the manly game. I think I'd like to watch it when I get home after this. Fair. Later tonight. Worth doing. But from all accounts, it was just a masterclass of fullback dumb. Yes. Now that's given me a thought. You always have problems with our centres, is it, or forwards? Who who do you think we don't have, like, we're not going to play um, the correct players? Well, my problem was that we picked fullbacks as, or people out of position to play centres in state of origin, and that's where a lot of the tries went through because they're not experienced there defensively. Gutho and White, wasn't it? Yes, well, then you're not going to like my idea. My idea was could we play literally one less centre on the field and play two fullbacks? Uh, yeah, it might do some things to your defensive line, but also... But you imagine the attack. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Um, 
I, I guess my question is, you know, again, Teddy, fantastic player, arguably best player in the world. Does that arguably make him the best fullback in the world, or could he do his weird scat running in the centres? Would you? Could? Would there ever be a time? I feel like if you put him in the centres, he'd be knocked out in minutes. <laughs> but the scat running, I, like you got to. I don't know. Is the scat running just conducive to fullbackdom, or, or? I think it is. I think it's to, uh, the, the way he scat runs with the head leading. Yeah, if um if you did that in the centres, you're too close to the player in front of you. I think you don't yeah. have the time to scat, and then you get coat hanging and you're done. I think. Yeah, maybe the only way is to play two fullbacks. People laughed when Joey John said maybe Trevojevic could be 5'8". I don't actually think that's a bad idea. I honestly don't. I know he hasn't played there before, but so what? Just tell him, play play like you would at fullback in attack. Who cares? Yeah, I see what you mean. I'm trying to think of where we would lack based on that, but I can't really come up with anything. Like, Think back to the last few Origin series. When, how much has there been quality structured play? Or is it just so frantic that you've got to give the ball and run before your head gets knocked off? My memories of Origin are of there being structured play and beautiful runs in the mid to late 90s. Since since then, it appears to just be a frantic survive, get it to the fast winger man right. who can get past you. Yeah, I know. And I know saying, oh, maybe Tommy can play 5-8 completely contradicts my complaint about playing centres out of position. That's fine. But, but you... I think I think that the kind of the, the way that people will say on, you know, better sport, sports opinion shows than ours is that Turbo should be used as a utility off the bench, but could could probably fill in a wing. Could probably but fill in a, a back. What do you do with Pappenhausen? Because Pappenhausen exactly that's what exactly as well. Do you have two utility attacking players that are just? But, if if this if I don't is Freddie selecting on his own? I guess he is. Yeah, I think so. If if some if Freddie goes this ridiculous, I can't have more than two fullbacks in my squad. Then. Pappenhausen would have to go out of the three of them, surely. Um, who is the non-Adokar winger? Oh, who do I think? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, if they're not going to put Tommy in 5-8, maybe Tommy. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Is this is this the way to get three fullbacks into the squad, yeah. play one at the wing? But we talked about this before. You've got this back line's got, obviously, Nathan Cleary. And yeah. And po- possibly Jerome Luai. Yep. And then you got the rest of that's got to be filled with Teddy, Tommy, Jack Whiten, Cody Walker, Addo Carr. Cody Walker for sure. Mm, incumbent. Yeah. He's playing pretty well. He's also playing fullback, so. Yeah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> them all out of. Yeah, Latrell's fine, but Latrell can move around a bit and play. I think Latrell, you what? get. What I'm saying is the number of players you feel you need to squeeze in there is more than the positions available. To be fair, that's good, you know? But or do we just fill our pack with fullbacks as well? Just to fucking <laughs> run them all out as fullbacks. Do we do we have a, a pack that we're, we think is definitely locked in, or can we slide a few fullbacks in there as well? 
What if we just give up on the concept of strength and weight and just get lots of fast cuts? I thought you were going to say let's give up on the idea of positions, which would work. I like that well, too. Just as well. Um, would. Yeah, look, I don't know. Um, I feel like no matter what, what, what we're talking about, we're not going to have problems. Well, we, there'll be problems. So we will find it easier to score tries than to stop them scoring tries. Yes. Do you agree? Yeah, probably. So I think maybe Freddie should go into this thinking, I should actually pick the people who are going to be better at defending our line than... Yeah, than... yeah but learn lessons because last year when we picked people out of position, that's where we got beat. That's what I mean. Yeah. We picked people who were better at the other end and, yeah. and weren't so good at the stopping them. Yeah. And that didn't work well. Uh, I think we're starting to go over territory we've talked about before. Yeah, okay. So back to the cheating. Um, uh, can, hang on. Before we do that... We uh, obviously we this is a car-based tangential sport podcast, and we do this when we're driving home from work sometimes. So we are actually kind of getting reasonably near where I might be dropping you off at some point soon. So can we make sure that we talk about Stuart McGill getting kidnapped now in case we run out of time? Yeah, that's fair. We'll come back to the cheating later, or it can be couched for another episode. Um, did you hear Stuart McGill got kidnapped? <laughs> We were both very disappointed this happened just after recording last week. But, uh, my God, there's a lot to kind of consider here, isn't there? I mean... uh, Possibly the most important sports story in Australia in the last decade? Yeah, but also kind of funny. Because... And and it's funny because he didn't get any kind of serious uh, injury, I guess. Um, uh, Oh, we... Yeah, you don't want you don't want McGill to get injured. No, but also I wish no ill to McGill. But it's also what's the first thing I said to you, or what what's what one of us said to each other was people who haven't kind of done anything dodgy don't get kidnapped off the street in front of their house. Absolutely, it's not a you don't get many <laughs> random kidnappings in this part allegedly, of the world. In this part of the world, Casey's lawyers are listening. Exactly. Well, I assume they are. One of our loyal listeners is a Stuart McGill lawyer. Um, yeah, or and Stuart Law. Uh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Stuart Law. Um, so it appears as if, uh, going a bit further into it, his wife's brother has done this? No, it's not his wife. It's an ex-partner. Ex-partner. Who he had some sort of financial... Well, he, wor- he works at her it. restaurant still. Uh, still, though? I think so. I don't know about still. We should have got more facts on this, but that's no, either no, way. I, 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 I'm politely saying I think you're wrong. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think there was financial entanglement of some kind. And and the word on the street is, this is all allegedly, I, I have sources on the street, as you well know. I'm a very kind of, uh, uh, you know, well Ear to the streets guy. Connected hip Yeah, yeah, yeah. We walk through Little Italy and everyone's going, hello, Stu, yeah, hello. Yeah. Um, so either... It's, it's thought that maybe there's some sort of debt involved that needs paying, or um, they feel that McGill is some sort of... Uh, Oracle. Or bounty of money that they could have potentially extorted. Yeah, I don't know how much money McGill be living on. Mag- was that... McGill around for IPL? No. Yeah, I don't think he has much money at all. No. Allegedly. No. Unless, uh, you know... Something happened in that restaurant, that, or maybe maybe got some of Teddy's Powerball money. I don't know, but nice. But either way, uh, there's more to come out of that. 
How would he have served plates at that restaurant if they took his finger? Yeah, well, so I heard this morning too that there's a new part of the story where a fifth man jumped in the car with them with a pair of bolt cutters and threatened to cut off McGill's toe. Yeah, and you quite rightly said, why wouldn't you friend a... Go for the money-making finger. Yeah, Um, spinning fingers. Yeah, surely... Maybe they didn't know much about McGill. Well, or, yeah, or, or they don't understand much about bowling. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe we don't. Maybe the toes are very integral to a spin bowl. Yeah, look, um... Wouldn't you go for Warney if, you, if, if your ploy was just to kidnap a spin bowler? That's a longer drive from, you know, out west of Sydney to... Well, so, so by all accounts, they, they grabbed him off the street, bungled him into a car, yeah. and then took him to a suburb I was unfamiliar with? Why ask me that like a question? Uh, I thought maybe you wouldn't know the suburb. I don't know. I'm trying to give a rundown. I think it's our past kind of Campbelltown anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they dropped him off in Belmore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Near the ground. Mm. What, near Belmore? I assume. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I just, I'd love to, I can't wait to find out more about it. Um, I, I'm sure there's something, I'd, maybe we never will, that would be really bizarre if, <laughs> this, if there was just a goes. story that McGill got kidnapped and then there was no follow-up, just... Especially if he wasn't back. That'd be even weirder if <laughs> Stuart McGill's being kidnapped in other news and we never heard more. But... How stum does he have to keep, I guess, is my question. Is he not allowed to talk about it or give theories or... Feels like an ACA tell-all. Or, no, because there's there's people being arrested, so there'll be a trial. So I guess he can't talk much about it in the media. That'll be the biggest trial since OJ. Sport trial? Yeah. Well, there's been one recently that's fairly... Pistorious? I was thinking Jared Hayne, actually. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and Jack DeBellin. But, um... Yeah, look. Well, the Jack DeBellin one's ongoing. So, yeah, you bring up a good point. There's a lot of sports I feel, trials. I feel we had a lot funnier things to say about this last week that are now gone. Well, the, yeah, I think it was better. The the quick reactions were better than the long drawn yeah, reactions. Yeah, thoughts about Because all, all we're thinking about now is wouldn't it be nice to know this? Wouldn't it be nice to know Yeah, that? speculation. Rather than the fantastic kind of cricket-based... Yeah. Oh, my God, kid- McGill's been kidnapped. ...kidnapped comedy that we had going last week, talking about it amongst ourselves. Maybe it wasn't wasn't a money search. Maybe they just had personal problems with him. Yeah, well, look, uh, did he work in that restaurant? Maybe they just got, you know, some cold, like, affogato or something like that. Maybe they, I think, maybe maybe they wanted him to teach them how to spin ball. And he kept refusing. Yeah, uh, so it's a clinic gone wrong. Is that what you're saying? Has anyone looked at the place where they took him? Was it a local Nets? Local Nets? That's showing off if you rock up. In a car, your mates are at the nets, and then you pull out. Stu- Look what we got! Stu- Look what we got! Rip the masking tape off his face. Don't talk to anyone, Stu. Yeah, yeah. Um, send down some fizzes. Um, when did Stuart McGill finish up? You reckon? How long ago? A uh, uh, couple of decades, or just no, a decade? No, no, no. I think he he lasted a few years longer than Warney. So Warney was two thousand eight. If we're talking, yep, about test. just test career. Yep. Uh, I reckon McGill kind of went, oh, now's my chance, and hung around. I reckon he hung around for a couple of years, but then... Saw Gary coming. No, no, more just that it was a bit late by then. It was a bit past maybe... Yeah, sure. Couldn't, couldn't rip him in like he used to. Yeah. Um, 
Now, not to say that he's not, he was a great bowler, but also he did have days where he would go for a fucking ton. Yeah, because he used to have those balls that he would throw that didn't spin. <laughs> they would just be a slow ball. Um, I don't know if we've got time, but he's just got a real kind of, uh, almost comic book kind of head. Yeah. His eyes are really closed like a like an overly exaggerated angry man and sort of yep, fair. jutty chin. Yep. Yeah, chin jut. Um, I wonder how much his face matched his personality in real life because obviously you get polished kind of sports interviews and but he he seemed to me he seemed to me like probably someone with a chip on his shoulder. I I really get the feeling his personality matched his face. Kidnappable. Yeah. Kid, kidnappable. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much more we can add. No. We stopped adding good stuff a while ago. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, look. Before we finish, can you remember any good cheating scandals that are like odd ones? Oh yeah. Well, O.J. Simpson, his wife was going out with that. No. No. Um. For like. Uh. So like. I like in baseball the spitball. People would, you know, shine up one side of a ball in baseball using outside objects. I mean, yeah. sandpaper gates yeah, pretty yeah, recent. Yeah. Um, you hear stories about old-timey marathons of people catching taxis when no one's looking and things. I got some for you. Did you know there is um, a section? There is a group of people who police marathons for mm. marathon cheating because marathon cheating is so rife in yeah. the world. Yeah. And there's several ways you do it, but the most common one is to pay someone else to run the race for you wearing your shirt. Right. Yeah, and the people reason people are doing this is so that they can enter bigger, better marathons. But but that weirds me out too, because it's like, if you shit now, you'll be shit on a bigger stage. Yeah. Shit on a bigger stage. That's an unpleasant image right at the end of your... Good name for the episode, though. Yeah. My father-in-law was trying to tell me over the weekend that... There was an instance of a horse race once where the fog was so thick that someone cheated by getting a second horse in the same colours and putting it halfway along so it was fresh by the time the rest of them got there and they they let the other one trail off and the second horse was there suddenly just starting at the front in front of everybody. That is brilliant and has given me so many places to go. <laughs> First of all, why don't we do horse relays? <laughs> The, the changing of the baton would be brilliant. Like, that would be dangerous ass, but brilliant. Do you have barriers, or are they just standing free? Standing free. Wow. Yeah. That's, and then, so you get, your jockey there would have to be um, a specialist at just keeping it. You'd, in you'd need one of those fancy, um, like, uh, equestrian jockeys. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the second one is, how did they do that with the guy halfway down? Like, wouldn't he need to have a, a running start? Surely horses from the get-go yeah, would be yeah. a lot slower than... Yeah, yeah, but there, there's kind of... Isn't there those little slip side things sometimes in horse tracks where you can... Nice, yeah, yeah, so he's just running the on the inside, whoop, goes in. Yeah, yeah, so... Th- thirdly... But he just, when he hears them coming, just needs to come out, and then the one that is getting replaced just fades to the back, and then people, because the fog's so thick, that you, you could almost say, well, I didn't know, holy shit, he's in front of us now, look. Yeah, well, there he is. Um... How long was these people planning this before the fog day? Well, exactly. That's some good forecasting of weather as Is well. Is this spur of the moment thoughts? Oh, I know what we could do here. Well, look, I haven't looked into it. It was my father-in-law, you know, just going on. So it could well be uh, 
missing bits of information or, you know, uh, misinterpreted in some way? Fog in sports stuff is good. Um, I think there was a Manchester United game some time ago where it was snowing so heavily that a player did disappear. Right. Not not forever, but, like, I think he, he went off, he fell down or something like that, and no one knew. Yeah, right. Um, that's, that's you know, that happened. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh I mean, the first thing you say when cheating, I think, is Melbourne Storm, but you said not No money. Not I was saying, I, the first thing that came to my head was Essendon and Peptides. Yeah, okay. But they didn't even cheat themselves into being that good. <laughs> um, corking bats in, um, in the... Uh, oh, in the baseball. Oh, what about, like, a, a bad bad action bowling? That's, that's fun. Oh, okay. So, like, arguably uh, someone like Murali... Murali Duran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something I just like think that. he had a freak arm. It's not really his fault. He did. He but, did. Um, yeah, that were weird times, weren't they, when um, he kept getting no ball? I mean, like, it, the whole thing is it's got to be above, like, right angle height and straight arm, right? So, in theory, you could whirly about it. Like, you know, just spin your body sideways rather than over the top. I suppose so, as long as the arm doesn't bend more than 15 degrees. Or, or drop below the, the waist, almost. I suppose, yeah. Um, we're about to uh, get to your house, Monty. I, I, I had a, I haven't heard anything uh, from Nathan Ellis, the guy who sent us a question last week. No correspondence, which leads me to wonder whether there are people who send questions to podcasts and then don't listen to the answer, or perhaps he was just sated with his answer. Yeah, and went, oh, oh that's done. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm so, good for yeah, him. Interesting. We'll <laughs> may never find out. Um. <laughs> Any other sport thoughts before I uh, stop the car and let you out, friend? Uh, nah, not really. What a, what a long wait for an answer there. Well, I was thinking. Okay. Uh, Swannies this week, anything you want to sort of... Yeah, we looked good. We looked good against a great team. Um, so, you know, we lost, but I felt felt pretty good about it. And I think it, it, it by no means kind of... Um, uh, slows out, slows our run down. Even though it was a loss, mm. Melbourne look amazing. All right, I'll see you next week. See ya. Yay.